I was begging for affection. I was begging for love. There is something that only you can do. A crowd only you can influence. Listen, only you. Baby, just you. You will most definitely fail trying to do life like somebody else. Stay in the lane. God brought you here for a reason. Get to know all of you. Serve me a gift, serve me a gift. I'm going to serve you mine. This is Legit. Welcome to the Legit Podcast. It's your girl, Bissy, your hostess. And I have, you know, I'll be bringing you the best, y'all. I have Sandra Stansel here today. She lives just um, at, in Maryland, just outside of Washington, D.C. And, Stan, and Sandra is an accomplished entrepreneur, best-selling author, and international speaker who has, who has started six successful businesses all on a skinny budget with a diversified background, which includes trade show development, medical compliance, and marketing and sales. She's coached thousands in these and many other areas. Now, usually we know the highlights of people's lives and, you know, we see them in their prime and we see them, you know, getting it, but we really don't talk about, or we don't see, you know, the dark moments where they were just going rope by rope, just trying to climb to get to where they are today. And so um, Sandra actually has been in a narcissistic marriage and that's what we're talking about today narcissism you know it's something that a lot of people don't realize especially when we don't know the love of God and how to love ourselves and it can miss can we can just miss it and so um that's what we're talking about today and so hi Sandra thank you for coming on today hello hi busy it's good to be here thank you (laughs) Good. Okay. So Sandra, I want to start with what is narcissism or a narcissistic behavior? So narcissism is a, um, uh, actually is, is considered a personality disorder. And it's a, a person that has a grandiose uh, impression about themselves. They believe that, um, and they need for everything to be uh, surrounded about them. All of what they do has to do with their value system and trying to make themselves feel good. And so, um, and, and that type of behavior is a person that seeks to be able to get that type of um, elevation in their personality for themselves. So this is a little bit, uh, it's beyond um, selfish, selfishness and it's also beyond being self-absorbed. That's what narcissism is. Okay, and you were in a marriage for 18 years, and um, you know, I'm gonna let you tell it, but because I know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you said, you know, at year six, you kind of realized this pattern um, as to like something was off. So I want you to just um, hone in on that. Um, at what point did you like, what were the p- patterns? And you know, I mean, 18. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I like to add to that a little bit. It was 18 years of legal, actual legal years of marriage. Um, but the relationship was in, in, in a total, including the marriage of 26 years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 18 years and six years into the marriage, I realized um, that uh, something was not right. And it, it was, you know, it was things like, well, we didn't have savings. We, we didn't have, we didn't own a home. We were still renting. Um, and at the time we were living in another person's in-law home. 
Um, we were on uh, the cars uh, that we had were, you know, on their last leg. And, and most of the time we only owned one car, um, you know, one vehicle. And uh, it was just a, it was a very difficult uh, lifestyle um, for me. Um, oh gosh, I have to tell you also that, um, you know, when I first got, when I first was in the, you know, uh, in the marriage, and in love, I just received all of this, you know, um, admiration and um, this affection. And then it started to go away slowly, but surely, slowly. Um, I stopped receiving, uh, you know, attention and, and affection. In fact, I was told to, um, he would tell me to wait a minute. If I asked for, you know, a hug or I asked for, um, you know, to be embraced, he would tell me to wait and he would actually get on the phone and have conversations with other people. And, you know, I was um, taught not to, you know, in my foundational church, um, I was taught, you know, about, um, you know, that it's okay to separate, but it's not okay to divorce. So I was really focused on trying to save the marriage. And I was a person that just didn't want to experience, you know, divorce. Right. So, um, you know, just so things are not lost in translation, I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, marriage has its issues and, yes. you know, certain things are, you know, you talked about savings and the car and stuff like that. Maybe for six years, you know, it just wasn't cutting it. And so um, what exactly was it that um, made you realize that's not, it's not that we, maybe we don't have the money or we're not trying. It's that something's off with you. I have to say, honestly, by the 10th year, okay. there still was no savings. There was tremendous suffering uh, financially. And by the 10th year, I'm like, something is wrong with a person who has two degrees in, in popular, you know, areas, um, uh, he had a degree in, um, in computer science and also in accounting, and, but could not and would not hold a job. And oftentimes would try to secure, well, would secure a job that was, uh, you can call it underemployed, that was not making enough money, was a job, but not making enough. And uh, I found myself operating a business, uh, operating more than one business, and, and trying to you know, support and keep things going and making ends meet. And it was just, it, it was very difficult. And I just realized that this is not normal. Mm -hmm. Most people that have been married this long have a house, at least renting a house, if not owning a home, mm -hmm. uh, are going on vacations, um, uh, have at least one child. This was 10 years into the marriage and we had no children. And, um, you know, I have strong maternal instincts and I wanted to have a child. I wanted to have more than one. <laughs> and so I started to see that these were not, even though they were ups and downs in a marriage, because I thought what I was experiencing was the normal ups and downs in a marriage. Um, and, uh, but I realized it was starting to affect me, my value and my self-esteem um, it was affecting my personal wealth. And I really thought it was something that was wrong with me. So if I would, if I'm just hearing you correctly, basically you guys were not building together. 
Exactly. Correct. And so when you noticed this thing 10 years in, did you like talk to anybody about it? Did you have like a community of people where you could, you know, just talk about it and, you know, just to see if, oh no, this is normal. I'm going through this too. Or it's like, you know, you kind of just like kept it to yourself. Because I know you've done a lot of, sorry, I know you've done a lot of research into all this. And so, yeah, just to touch on both parts. Yes, that's what you could, you know, I was about to lead into this perfect timing. So I happen to have a friend and she, um, she was going through a difficult time herself. And she mentioned something about her being self-absorbed. And I never heard the word before. And she thought that she had created the word herself. And I decided, she said, you know what? I think he has what I have, which is self-absorbed. And so, you know, later on that day, I decided, let me go ahead and, and look up self-absorbed. And I looked up self-absorbed and I kept seeing over and over and over again, this word narcissism. And I used to hear people always in the workplace and everywhere I'll hear people called you're narcissistic or a person just being narcissistic. Had no idea what the real meaning is. I thought it was just a person that was just being really cynical or really just focused on themselves. And when I looked up self-absorbed and in my, and I have to tell you, I'm, I must've been about four or four or five hours into the search. I kept I saying, let me take a break and let me just look at the word narcissism. I looked at the word, I looked at the word narcissism and oh my goodness, that was exactly what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. It was a self-assessment test. I did the self-assessment test and you know, there are times when you do these tests, maybe one or two, maybe three things apply, but the rest do not. Well, this was the opposite. All of the things in this test applied except for maybe about three of those things. And I was, oh my goodness, I am married to a narcissist. Can you tell us like maybe one or two things that you found in this test? Yes. Uh, one, actually, you know what? I have it, I have it right here. Can I, can, can you mind if I just share that? Okay. Cause I'm just wanting to look at it. Cause there's, there's one in particular um, here. Here's one constantly looks at you, meaning and I'll just uh, personalize it. It's constantly looking at me to meet their needs. That was one of them. Okay. Um, another one was find fault in your friends. Okay. And, and so, and then another one was lies, distorts, and misleads. Okay. So it was, I mean, I mean it, it, it goes on and on and on demeans and also devalues you. I experienced all of those mm. in that, you know, in that, uh, in that marriage. Okay. So according to Psych Central, narcissistic mm -hmm. abuse affects over 150 million people in the United States. And that's just the United States. And to be honest, I can believe I can believe that number just because, you know, the stats is, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Yeah. Um, and a lot of us go into relationships and marriages, not knowing who we are or how to love ourselves enough to even give love. And so 
Do you know about that number and can you touch on that? <laughs> yeah, I have to say you are so right, you're accurate. Um, I thought that number might have changed over the years uh, because it's been almost probably 15 years or so uh, since then, but that is 5% of the US population. And it was true then, and it is still true now. People, there, people all around, there's so many narcissists all around you and they're in all types of positions. As I started to study, I realized that I was not, it was not only um, the husband that was in my life that was a narcissist, but there were other people as I studied that had been in my life and was actually currently in my life that were narcissists. Mm -hmm. So I had, um, um, there were relatives and they were, um, oh gosh, um, uh, they were uh, staff members. I had staff members who were neighbors. There were people who were members of my church. They were leaders. A lot of them are in leadership positions. Um, they were all, they're all around and it's, it's a huge number. And another statistic is only about two to 16% even seek help. Some, a lot of them know that they have this, this, um, this personality disorder, but being able to, or just identify that they actually have this, this order is almost like committing suicide. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes they will not seek help. Yeah, I think, you know, the fact that you said a lot of a lot of them are in leadership positions, it doesn't really surprise me because that's power, right? Yeah. That's power and you can, you know, use power to manipulate and really use it for your benefit. I have yeah. two questions and one, can you tell us about, you know, your healing journey? Um, and mm -hmm. also how do you identify you know, a narcissistic person and, and how, I guess it's a bunch of stuff, but like, and we can take it, you know, one after the other, but I guess identifying a narcissistic person or sometimes maybe if you yourself are, are not narcissistic or have elements of it and how do you deal with that? Let's do that first. So I, and that's a very good question. I, Oftentimes, I like to I like to trust people um, as they are, but because I've experienced uh, narcissism, my antennas are always up, and so I am often I, I don't assume, but when I start to notice that the person is requiring more of me, or is demanding more of my time, or begin to criti criticize. Uh, simple little things like maybe my earring or um, maybe my necklace is not on, you know, properly. Simple little things. Or, uh, and so if I'll start to recognize something about them that is interfering with my spirit, mm. interfering with the, 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 the wonderful, beautiful, perfectly made person that God said that I am. Yes. When yes. I start to, <laughs> I tell you, yes. when I realize that they have done, they, they, that starts to happen, then I take a moment and step back and say, hmm, let me remember and let me think about, do they, does this person have some, um, some traits like that? 
You know, so God says that we are perfectly, fearfully, and wonderfully made. And I had to learn, and I did accept that that's exactly who I am, and I'm perfectly made. There is nothing wrong with me. And so when they start to see, show different things or show, you know, uh, or display attitudes or, you know, impressions about them being better than me, or um, they're really trying to down me um, or my values or my beliefs. That's when I, you know, I, I just pay, I have to pay attention to it and I start to recognize it and I realize, oh my gosh, this person is maybe narcissistic. I'll test them with maybe a question or a situation just so that they can prove themselves. And once they do, the next, my next action is to limit my contact with them and eventually eliminate them from my world. Oh, so, um, you know, limit contact and eliminate. Um, that sounds like it's, it's serious that we can't surround ourselves with people that aren't narcissistic. But I guess, um, I guess my question is, mm -hmm. you know, I think <laughs> basically I feel like sometimes are there elements of narcissistic behavior in everybody, especially since you said they're all around friends, family, you know, um, and so when is it, when is it like, okay to just give them a pass? Maybe it's just today or, um, like you said, limit and just eliminate. Okay. I, I smile and I chuckle because it's never okay mm. to give them a pass. Never, ever, ever. Once you make, once you decide once you've discovered that this person is narcissistic, it's time to cut the ties. It's time to pack up and do whatever is necessary to protect yourself and to do everything in your power to protect yourself and remove yourself from their space. That's, cool. That's extremely important. And I have to tell you, um, I did receive counsel um, uh, at the church and, and uh, minister. And he said, one of the things he said to me was protect yourself at all costs. At that time, he did not know that it was narcissism and neither did I. But I remember those words and never forgot those words. So basically choosing you, choosing yes. who God, you that God created you to be and you have to be healthy for other people. So I think if somebody it's not it's not calling you to be healthy then they're calling you to be detrimental or have an energy that doesn't speak of the highest version of yourself correct exactly you're exactly right yes okay. so i think um tell us like you're you broke free you know Yes. yes, you broke free. You're not in that marriage anymore. So can you tell us what you did? Because I can't imagine it was easy. Like you said, 18 years, 26 years, like those are, that's a long time. And I can't imagine yeah. it was easy. So just maybe for two minutes, if you can just tell us your, um, your journey to breaking free and to healing, because yeah. there's a difference between cutting ties and healing from something that was a norm for decades. 
Yes, I certainly can. So let me just tell you, I, uh, what I did actually is I separated. So I, I think I've mentioned before, I had separated uh, one time. I, there was a total of three separations, but the last separation uh, was the final separation. And basically I told him, even though I knew what it was and what was going on, I, t I told him that he had to prove to me that he can take care of himself because of the financial situation. I, I had started more than one business. I was taking on jobs and operating a business also at the same time, trying to keep things afloat and keep, uh, you know, just keep food and keep a roof over our head. And, um, and so in, you know, in my searching, in my research, I decided I can't live like this. I gave him 12, I gave him a deadline. And actually, BC, let me just back up because God spoke to me. So let me back up and let me just say to you, the minister that I referred to said to me in a counseling session, uh, that same thing that I mentioned that you can, you can, you know, you can separate, but you don't have to divorce. And when he, after he said that, um, and he told me that I needed to separate and I did not want to separate. That was godly counsel that I did not take, which is a mistake. And so later, uh, about, I would say about two or three months later, it was in December. And I remember the day and exactly, it was December 31st, it was in church. And we was having a New Year's Eve celebration and God spoke to me himself directly. And he said to me to leave. And he didn't say it like that. I'm going to say it exactly the way I heard it in my ear. I heard God's, his voice for the first time ever in my life. And he said to me, leave. It was something about that E that just stood in there. And he said, leave. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, God, I hear you. I hear you. And I sat back in my seat and I, and I, I said, I hear you and I'm going to do that. So I started the process of getting ready to you know, leave, to pack up and plan everything out. And it was two months later, it was, I said it was in that December and that February, um, I actually left after um, I had produced a, um, uh, uh, a trade show that I had developed. That was the last day. And I started, after that, I started packing and I left. Even though my heart was still there, I never really wanted to separate, but I did tell, um, the ex at the time to, um, I told him that, you know, he had until a certain date to prove to me that he can take care of me and he did not. And then after that, I gave him 12 months. He did not. And it actually the separation lasted for three years. And after that last year, I decided it's, it was time to end this, end this marriage. Um, I was also, I received direct counsel from my um, pastor at the time. And he also said to me, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. He, he, he told me I had done everything that I could to stay the marriage, the same thing. You know, they don't teach separation, but he's, he, he did say everything that I had done was the right thing. And he also said to me that normally people come to him with counsel, they want to get divorced. But in my situation, he had my okay if I made the decision to move forward because 
I had, forgiveness had also had taken place. And I was, and I I did, I had totally forgiven him. And I was prepared for if there was change and if there was what I call complete metamorphosis, then I was ready to, you know, to, um, you know, to continue. That did not happen and I moved forward with the divorce. So here, if I can share with you, I don't know if that's been two minutes or not, but if I can share with you, I actually, um, in my research, I did, I'll just share this with you. I have all of these different notes that I created, all of these notes from my research online. And I happened to share with a couple friends of mine and a friend of mine actually put, I put it all together in a booklet, sent it to her and she created this, but this was all of the references that I found in articles that helped me to heal myself, to be able to move. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have this big bag of study and I found that when I when I had these issues uh, or I needed something uh, to learn a little bit more about uh, narcissism, that I have this bag, I can share it with you if you wanna see it. <laughs> but I have this large bag of, um, let me just pull it out here, of, all this research, it, it is a little heavy. Um, this is the this is the bag, and I'm just gonna turn it over so you can see wow. it. This is the bag of research yeah. that I did on just self-developing, just trying to help myself to heal from this, you know, this type of bondage. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I did, I did. <laughs> Thank God I did. And listen to God. And I've heard his voice uh, since then, uh, three times. But yes, I knew it was him and I took action. And from this point on, when God speaks to me, I listen, I take action and I um, move on with it. Yeah, Sandra. And you know what? I really love that, you know, for those, for people who are, who are listening on the audio podcast, you know, we saw like a big, Sandra showed us a big tote, you know, with books and and papers and print in there that just shows all the research she did. And I love that because, um, you know, a lot of us Christians, you know, tend to and, 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 you know, I love that I believe in that, where we you know, rely on the word of God, which is, which is totally valid. However, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's very important to also get facts and get, you know, things that just confirm it. Now, granted, you know, the person that was going on this journey with you also confirmed, you know, that to you, but then also, so like you said, so you can actually make, make an informed decision to move on and say like, this is definitely God. Um, and, and I'm not crazy because a lot of us, especially when it comes to relationships, it's so easy to continue to just be reeled back in, right? Because, because that's what's comfortable. That's what's familiar. So I want to, you know, just applaud you for that. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm so glad to be sitting with you today. It's, it's been amazing. And, and I think this topic is, is heavy. I think there's a lot of things that need to be unpacked. And so um, we'll see if we can have you on here to um, on here again, Sandra. So just kind of uh, rip. I off. would love to come back. Yes, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> rip off the layers and maybe go in depth some more. So um, if you would just um, 
we're going to play a little game just to, you know, lighten the mood, get to know you a little bit. Okay. So what does Sandra do for fun? You have six successful businesses, you know, <laughs> an author, like I want to know where the fun and the rest is. And so, yeah, what do you do for fun? Oh, my fun actually is honestly, it's the things of God. I love, love nature. I love seeing the trees and and the um, the grass and the greenery. Um, I like being on the water, and um, and just you know looking at the birds and the animals. Um, I love animals, so you know for fun, just being out and seeing out in nature, it's relaxing, it's peaceful for me. And um, I, you know, I do love to travel, but I find that even, it doesn't matter where I travel. I still want to see nature. I want to go to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to a nature park. You know, it's, it's, it's all things of nature. That's good. Thank you so much, Sandra, for gracing us with your presence and for allowing us to pick your brain and for sharing a part of your story with you. I know it's never easy. It is never easy. However, I just want to thank you and say I really appreciate you um, you know, it's not easy, but it is necessary for other people to also, you know, get to the point and have the strength and the ability to say that if she could, I can too. So absolutely. You yes. If you can just share with us, you know, where we can find you, tell us about your business. Um, again, I say the, the, you know, this is the legit podcast, but we're growing, you know, we're growing into a movement, we're growing into a community. And so we don't just come and leave stuff up in the air. Um, Sandra is a coach herself. And so, you know, and I've spoken to other coaches, other speakers. And so they come with the plug, they come with, you know, resources. And so Sandra... So yeah, so um, yeah, you can definitely find me on Facebook and also Instagram. You can just find my name, Sandra Estanso, uh, on Instagram and also on Facebook. And actually, um, I do have one thing I, if I can just share with everyone, I, I want to just share with everyone not to reject the teachings and to drop perfectionism, because that was a, a part that I had, you know, as well. But, um, and that helped me as well. So, um, but yes, you can find me on Facebook and, 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 uh, and on Instagram. And also I have a, um, a book coming out. Um, I'm expecting to come out in, uh, in a couple of months and it's going to be ready and available. And I would love to be able to, uh, to give that to your audience. What's the book about? So the book is about uh, surviving narcissism. It's about surviving and thriving narcissism um, uh, while being successful in your career or in your business and surviving a relationship and surviving a narcissistic relationship. And I can tell you the name of the book. The name of the book is Cocooned. Cocooned, Cocooned with the E-D at the end. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, and so it's, it's about being um, boxed in and um, not being able to, uh, to come out of the cocoon, but there is a change that happens because you can come out and then you come out as, as this beautiful creature yeah. that God had created while in the cocoon before the cocoon and after the cocoon. 
Yeah, that's, thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Sandra, for doing this. Seriously. I know God it's bless a lot of people. And I know, you know, coming out of the cocoon can mean so many different things. But specifically, if I want to talk about specifically like marriage, you know, a lot of people, and you did try, a lot of people feel like, you know, because this is a marriage, I have to stay in and take everything and whatever, even though it is demeaning to me um, as a person, as, you know, as a child of God. And, um, you know, the thing is, God loves us so much. I don't think he loves to see us go through an extended period of self-doubt or self, you know, you feeling like you're not worthy. I say it is not in his nature to and so um, obviously, you know, you have to, you know, go according to the leading of the Holy Spirit and everybody, everybody's story is different. Um, but yeah, just to be able to navigate, what do I do? How, like you, I love how you said thriving in this at the same time, being able to build a career. That is, that is amazing. So thank you, Sandra. God bless you. Sandra's thank links, you. information to, for her book coming up. Listen, December is the year. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I was born in December, so I love everything, you know, December. And so the year, the month, December is the month. <laughs> December is the month. And so, yeah, look out for her book. And you can also contact um, us at info at legitwb.com if you have any questions, if you want any resources, um, you know, connected, connecting with Sandra and, and everything. So. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye.